Welcome to the Taxman Podcast. Your hands-free content on everything tax and corporate laws. Hello everyone. Uh, in today's podcast, we shall be discussing the increasing importance of the sixth method. Uh, that is the other method in the transfer pricing juris- jurisprudence that we have in India. Uh, this is an interesting method prescribed under the Indian income tax rules, uh, considering the flexibility it allows uh, by doing away with the stringent preconditions of there being in existence and actual uncontrolled transaction for comparison. So basically, you don't you need to have an uncontrolled transaction, but you don't need to have like an actual transaction. It can be proposed. The sixth method uh, focuses on working out a hypothetical price that would have been paid if independent parties had engaged in the transaction. Now, given this, the other method can be said to be like a life-saving drug in situations uh, where there's scarcity of comparable instances, uh, which often you see in uh, situations like hard-to-value intangibles. So, in today's uh, globalized economy, uh, MNCs face significant complexities uh, you know, when it comes to establishing ALPs for intangible assets. Hard-to-value intangibles, uh, which include uh, IP rights, brands, uh, unique technologies, uh, present a distinct set of challenges for TP practitioners. It is within this context that the other method provides an alternative approach to benchmarking these intangibles. Now, let us discuss a few uh, jurisprudence of cases that recently came out on the use of other method. Uh, the first decision that I would like to touch upon is a Mumbai Income Tax Tribunal decision, uh, which is in the case of ASB International Private Limited. Uh, the Indian company is a wholly owned subsidiary of a Japanese company in this case. And this Japanese company was a global leader in manufacturing uh, stretch blow molding machines. The global leader position uh, that the company enjoyed was an account of cutting edge technology, which was developed by the headquarter Japanese company uh, to manufacture these machines. Now, uh, in the facts of this case, the technology had to be constantly updated owing to the various changes in the world. And the only places where the machines were manufactured uh, apart from Japan was in India uh, through an Indian subsidiary. Now, to enable the Indian subsidiary to manufacture and sell the machines in India and some adjoining countries, uh, the technology was being provided through a royalty agreement, wherein the rate of royalty that was charged uh, was generally higher uh, than what you would see in typical royalty situations or in other industries. Uh, The high royalty was justified on account of uh, these hard-to-value intangibles, like the nature of the technology. And this, this, the reason you can say that this was high technology was because it helped the Indian company uh, achieve a kind of a monopolistic market share, uh, which consequentially also resulted them to earn substantially higher profits than uh, the comparable companies in similar uh, industry uh, when they were selling uh, these machines in the domestic market. So initially, the revenue authorities analyze this royalty transaction. And as you see in many cases, uh, they benchmark the royalty as nil by saying that there's no intangible, etc. 
later on in the process, uh, they changed track and sought to allow some portions of the royalty uh, using uh, the comparable uncontrolled price method or the cup method uh, by shortlisting some comparable instances that were available from publicly available databases like the royalty star database. So in response to this, uh, the ALP of royalty uh, that the taxpayer tried to justify uh, to the uh, revenue uh, was using uh, the other method. So what the Indian company did was they identified, okay, what are the functions, assets and risks? And these were divided into three parts that really gave rise to the profitability. Uh, the first part was relating to the manufacturing activities or the functions. Uh, the second part was relating to the sales distribution and marketing aspects. And then the third part was re really related to all the intangibles that enabled in uh, carrying out the functions of manufacturing and sales. So the total return uh, that was earned by the Indian company, uh, let's say, I mean, you look at the domestic market, whatever is the total return that the company would earn, uh, it would minus the arm's length return uh, for manufacturing and sales function from this total return. And then the residual that remains, uh, it tried to benchmark saying that this residual is attributable towards the intangibles, uh, which were ultimately developed, owned, maintained, protected uh, by the Japanese headquarter. And therefore, this residual is what should go back as the arm's length royalty. Now, both the TPO and DRP rejected this other method approach suggested by the company. And obviously, because of that, the matter had reached the income tax tribunal. The tribunal took cognizance of the fact uh, that technology involved in the transaction was unique. Um, and also, therefore, there was really scarcity of comparable instances to benchmark such unique uh, intangibles. Uh, with respect to the revenues method, uh, that is the cup, uh, the tribunal again was of the view uh, that CUP required a high degree of comparability and underlying transaction because they involved unique intangibles, CUP was not the most appropriate method. So uh, CUP was rejected and then the tribunal also evaluated other methods like the cost plus method, resale price, profit split and the TNMM which is the transactional net margin method. And after going through that, uh, they came to a conclusion that it was not useful to even apply these methods in the present situation. And therefore, the tribunal analyzed the approach that the taxpayer uh, had propagated before the TPO and DRP, that is under the other method, uh, that is benchmarking, uh, which was presented using the residual royalty. And it found that, yes, other methods seem to be the more appropriate method to benchmark such unique uh, intangibles and uh, you know uh, they kind of bless the use of the other method uh, in such a situation. Now it, there was another uh, interesting decision it was a special bench uh, decision in the case of Star India Private Limited uh, which was just recently pronounced on 5th June uh, 2023. Uh, briefly, the facts uh, in this case were that a US-based company, that is ESP and Star Sports Limited, uh, had acquired a bundle of sport uh, broadcast rights from third parties, 
Um, this included, you know, rights, various event rights like the ICC Cricket World Cup, the Champions League T20 Cricket, Formula 1 GP2, Wimbledon Championships, etc. Uh, thereafter, in October 2013, uh, ESPN transferred these rights by way of a master right agreement in pursuance of which where possible contracts with third parties were novated and Star India replaced ESPN. Now, where novation was not possible, ESPN sub-licensed the rights to Star India. As a consideration towards the master service agreement, uh, Star India was required to pay ESPN 90.5% uh, of the amounts uh, which ESPN was required to pay to third parties for acquiring the broadcasting rights. Uh, in other words, uh, Star India got the rights at a discount of 9.5% from ESPN. Now, for there were two years involved here. So, for AY1415, Star India had submitted an export opinion as well as a valuation report. Uh, when the matter reached the tribunal, um, it held that the valuation of broadcasting rights was a highly technical matter and it could be done by a person having experience in the field and accordingly the tribunal had remanded the matter back to the file of the TPO. Now for AY1516, that is the year which was before the special bench, in the Form 3 CAP, uh, Star India had selected the other method as the most appropriate method and it justified the arm's length price based on the independent valuers report. During the TP assessment proceeding, uh, one more valuation report was submitted. However, the same was not accepted by the TPO. Uh, the TPO tinkered with the first valuation report, uh, determined the ALP and then proposed a substantial addition in Star India's case. Now, all these facts are obviously coming out in the tribunal order uh, in public uh, domain. Star India wanted to argue uh, that it would, it should be allowed uh, to change the method to cup and justify that the transaction was at arm's length. Now, if this plea was accepted or allowed, right, it would be directly a conflict with the tribunal decision for AY1415. And accordingly, because of this conflict situation, a special bench of tribunal was constituted. So the premise for applying CUP was that uh, ESPN's transaction with third parties could be an independent benchmark uh, for Star India's transaction with ESPN. Uh, given that ESPN had allowed a discount of 9.5%, uh, the transaction was at arm's length. This is what the contention was. A uh, special bench, uh, you know, on a unanimously basis uh, ruled that uh, the taxpayer uh, can be allowed to change the benchmarking method even at a tribunal stage. I mean, this is something which we've also seen in other tribunal decisions. However, there was a difference of opinion on whether cup or other method was the most appropriate method. So, out of the three members, one was convinced that uh, CUP was the most appropriate method and the other two members held that other method was the most appropriate method. So the majority of the view was that uh, there was no comparable instance in 2013, that is at the point in time when ESPN transacted with Star India. And further, a comparison of ESPN's transaction with third parties uh, with ESPN Star India transaction uh, did not consider the change in circumstances due to the efflux of time. So hence, in absence of any 
in in you can say in absence of any valid comparable instance uh cup could not be used as the most appropriate method uh in such circumstances that is scarcity of comparable instances other method was upheld to be the most appropriate method in fact support was also taken from the valuation report which was submitted before the lower authorities which mentioned that cup was not suitable to benchmark uh, the impunch transaction and that afflux of time causes significant changes in valuation owing to change in market conditions however the special bench did not conclude the arms length price as the question before it was limited and accordingly the matters now placed before the regular division bench to determine alp based on other method so we saw two cases and of course there are many more other cases which talk about a dwell on use of other method but these examples uh they reiterate the point that other method is a potent tool to determine alp uh when there is scarcity of comparable instances or where transactions involved are unique uh interlinked and complex and where transactions involve hard to value intangibles so of course this is not like an exhaustive list where you can use other methods but essentially you see using use of other method in these situations however uh, one thought you know that uh, crosses my mind is can the revenue take advantage of other method to justify uh, the ad hoc alp that they sometimes determine right during the tp assessment so we have seen various instances where uh, the tpo has benchmarked the alp of transaction taking it as nil like for management fees for royalty etc or sometimes they even carry out you know some ad hoc uh, benchmarking in terms of revenue split on the basis of uh, their belief of what the functions assets and risks are divided into uh, without any comparison to any uncontrolled transaction so in such situations can the revenue really fall back on saying that okay because it doesn't fit in any of the other five methods you know what i've used is other method now fortunately in my view i don't think the revenue can do that because it won't be legally tenable because other method has adequate checks and balances to avoid going down the slippery slope uh if you look at it legally and you look at the rules right so there are three critical aspects of the rule 10ab uh that prescribe the six method that's the other method uh there are three parameters or conditions that come out for using this method so uh the first one is that the price which has been charged or paid or would have been charged or paid second is for same or similar uncontrolled transaction and third is under similar circumstances considering all the relevant facts so essentially even rule 10ab the other method requires you to compare with some uncontrolled instance it's not necessary that that transaction should have taken place like an internal cup or an external cup that you have it can be proposed like it can be a quotation it can be a valuation report etc uh, but there needs to be something and it cannot be ad hoc in nature so taking cognizance of these parameters in fact there is a pune income tax tribunal in the case of goodyear south asia uh, that has rejected the department's argument that a nil benchmarking uh, cannot be stamped as other method 
So in conclusion, uh, going forward, we would see other method to become uh, one of the commonly used methods to resolve ALPs for complex transactions. Uh, therefore, it is critical to evaluate the use of such method at the time of the TP documentation uh, to provide all the relevant facts and evidences before the lower authorities. Because if you try to take a plea of other method with additional facts and evidences at the time of, let's say, arguing before the tribunal, uh, then while the tribunal may, uh, you know, accept the other method, uh, you know, for want of the lower authorities uh, having to examine that, it can set aside the matter back. So this is another method and uh, thank you for watching and uh, hope you uh, enjoyed this podcast and have a nice day. Thank you.